0: Together, we can mobilize a global mission force to finish the task. This is your tribe.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to uh, our uh, program. This is a tribe. Again, uh, every week we, um, we're we trying to talk with uh, some very important people <laughs> around the world, especially uh our, our, our tribal heads um, who are mobilizers around the world. And today, uh, and Brother Daniel Apia is gonna take us all the way to West Africa. Daniel is, um, uh, is, is, uh, is such a mission leader in, in, in a mission circle, especially in West Africa. He's now uh, the director of training of uh, Ghana Evangelical Mission Association. Also, the uh, National Missions uh, uh, Director of a Full Stature Mission International, Ghana, and also National Coordinator of, and Global Regional Coordinator for West Africa for Simply Mobilizing. So we are talking about uh, mobilization guru, <laughs> but also most importantly, <laughs> uh, uh, somebody have a great passion for the Great Commission. So... Daniel, just tell us a little bit about your journey. How do you become a a mobilizer or you have always been a mobilizer?
0: (laughs) Thank you, Ray. Thank you for such a wonderful opportunity and my love and greetings to all the brethren across the globe uh, who have been involved in mobilizing and those also on the front line of missions. Um, My journey for mobilization started um, when I did the Kairos course Mm -hmm. um, 2012. Um, I have been involved in mobilization, but I didn't really know Mm -hmm. that I was doing mobilization. (laughs) And the (laughs) the reason was that as a missionary who is passionate to see the church, reach where there are no churches anytime I go to the mission field um, and I come back to the city I try to meet uh, pastors and to share with them what I see on the field the need on the field Uh, it was then one of the pastors told me that why don't I leave the field to the other mission um associates, that is some of my to share with them the things that have been sharing with them in terms of the need, the state of evangelism uh, in our mission field. So he didn't have the way mobilization to drop mm-hmm. but that was what he was trying to tell me that why don't you come home, come to the city, so that you mobilize us. So that has been ringing Mm -hmm. and um, I've been thinking about it. Yes, there's a need of time to be able to explain the challenges on the mission field and the role of the pastor um, to be able to solve such a challenge. Mm. So this was on Um, and then couple as a training director for Ghana Evangelical Missions Association, I kept asking a question, how do we, the mission family, Mm. how do we become relevant to the church Mm. in the country? Uh, We seem not to have the answers, but it happened that I traveled with a Uh, one of um, a state missionary man in the person of Reverend Samson Dukonu. At that time, he was the president of Gema. So we traveled to the north of Ghana, Tamale to be precise, to mobilize uh, the young people in Tamale Polytechnic who wanted to share with them um, the need of of missions and the need of the Unriched People Group. So one day from our hotel, and then we came to take a breakfast. Then we met a team uh, that came from um, the US. They also have come to do something in that part of the country. So we were all having a good time in the, at the breakfast. Then one of them said, ah, Daniel, the way you are talking, have you heard about Karros? And I said, no, I've not heard about caros. So, <laughs> ah, there is something, there is a very powerful course that will answer all these, your questions, you know, it is called caros. Mm. So I asked, so how do I assess that? Then he said, well, fortunately, they are coming to the country, so, so so they, so why don't you try to connect? So, I got a contact. Anyway, long and a short of the story is that I participated in the Kairos course uh, 2012 to be precisely, and that started the journey of mobilization because at the end of the course, mm-hmm. yes, as a trainer, I used to talk much about missions. I used to you know, teach missions at the Bible schools. Mm-hmm. But this Kairos course brought everything about missions, you know, home to me within the shortest time. And I say, yes, this is the answer to my prayer all this long. Um, we can use this to help the church in Ghana, you know, to open the eyes of church leaders to missions. So my journey of mobilization started from there. I did facilitator training, uh, head facilitator training. And so then first point of call was that I joined a team that came from UK to Gambia to facilitate. And oh, really? the story, <laughs> the story has been amazing. So From that, I came back passionately uh, prepared for about three months and brought some strategic pastors, key leaders, to an intensive course in a very good hotel. Mm -hmm. And that grew the Simply Mobilizing Movement, at that time the Kairos Movement, in Ghana. So from there, I started pushing from Gambia to Burkina Faso to Agriculture to Celerion to um, uh, Liberia (laughs) and to Togo and to Benin and to DRC Congo to Malawi and so it's been mobilization, mobilization, mobilization.
1: Wow, that's amazing. You know, we're, we're pretty much speaking the same language because uh, I, I, w- I was a national coordinator for a Kairos course for at least four, four or five years and, and until uh, just a couple of years ago, I passed the baton to, uh, to someone else. But uh, mm. it, it, it was definitely uh, an, quite an experience, but I, we didn't find out uh, that kind of success, especially in our context. But I, I don't know what happened. In, uh, maybe it's because something in the in the water. I don't know. <laughs> 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 and and, and I, I, I can feel the, the, the passion, especially when you're uh, uh, you're not just a mobilizer by by knowledge, but you're also mobilizer by your being, being being who you are, because that's what you are already been doing. And you just told me that earlier that uh, you you are you are a uh, church planter. You uh, in being involved with church planting movement or you know planting churches in 47 different locations uh so is that just uh Ghana alone or uh, it's everywhere uh, uh in, including other countries okay uh, what 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 was your story yes
0: um largely um my church planting drive um has been in Ghana and then A few places in West Africa. Um, It seems like the church is growing in Ghana, but there are very strategic areas in other parts of the country that need to be touched with the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so I made it my philosophy that um, we need to make sure that there is a church where uh, we don't have churches at all. You know, because God um, made Joshua to know that there were still some lands um, that was not occupied. And so for me, as a missionary and also as a mobilizer, I believe that if the gospel does not penetrate lands, then darkness will continue to prevail in those areas. So that, that brings the idea and the drive to make sure that the the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is established, is planted in a community. So um, I target um, different areas of our country, and I try to connect with pastors in that particular area. And after surveying, after mm. survey, after research, I made them to see through a mobilization conference that look, um, we, we are all in the, maybe uh, city aspect of this area. But uh-huh. meanwhile, the great occupy So what can we do together? So if you are able to maybe um, uh, nominate somebody who is gifted, is gifted in evangelism, we would like to train the person as a church planter um, because we have the, the, the resources, we have the skill to train mm-hmm. people to become church planters. Mm-hmm. So I don't do church planting as an individual. Yes. Not at all. I bring prospective church planters together and take them through training. While they are on hands training, we target church planting areas, target areas. So everything I teach them, I take them to the field, then they practice what they, they have been taught. So by the time they finish, they go through the training, they will have, will have seen a church Hmm. you know imagine so um some of some of the churches have planted churches out of them but the key ones that i have pioneered to see are just 47 uh, but it, it it is it is even it has spilled over which um i don't talk about it but i talk about the ones that have directly with church planters that have trained to pioneer to see that churches are planted and those church people are worshiping and the church is growing and the mm. church is self-governing, self-propagating, yes, and self-supporting.
1: That, that's beautiful. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about the state of, uh, you know, state of the gospel uh, in, in Ghana right now? Because uh, last time I know, you know, Ghana is a very uh, has a very high percentage of Christians. Uh, but but still, uh, I think uh, there are a lot of things uh, a lot of things needs to be done. But can you give us a picture yes. uh, and also uh, something related to uh, West Africa in general? Thank you, um, Ray. Uh, we thank God for what God have
0: done um, to bless um, Christianity in Ghana. Uh, yes, the church in Ghana has prospered has prospered greatly in terms of um, uh, people. We have so much gifted, influential people, you know, being part of the church um, and wonderful denominations in the country. Uh, But out of the 109 tribes that we have in the country, we have very serious 19 tribes uh, that are still uh, considered as least rich people group
1: oh. and
0: this is this is not a data by a foreign uh, organization this is what we as ghana evangelical missions Association have mm-hmm. raised our own researchers and for five years have gone into this uh, group on on rich group and validate the information, and so with what we have now as a least rich people group in Ghana, that mm. if we don't pay attention to, uh, it will tend to be to hunt the the the, the Christianity in Ghana. Hmm. Another thing that I can talk about is that the church have not done well with discipleship. The church have not done well with discipleship. Uh, if you see the crop of Christians who really know the word of God and they are standing, a uh, majority of them are coming from the generations of uh, scripture union from the 70s. Many of them now are old, many of them are, are leaving the scene gradually. Liza, by the grace of God, I've gone around the country a bit. Um, we the church today has failed to disciple intentional discipleship, you know. Um, and that is not done, and that is what uh, I'm afraid that it's not going to help the strength of Christ. Christianity in Ghana in the years to come. Um, looking at the West Africa, the French Church is doing very well. The Church in the Francophone is doing fantastic. Um, my going to um, Abidjan, uh, Burkina, uh, Togo, Benin um uh, it, you you can see that the level of understanding of mission's involvement from the french church is more stronger mm. than the english church and that is amazing so as we mobilize the francophone church um we can see the results that they are Sending missionaries. You know, I remember 2015, uh, when we had Carlos' um, um, memorandum of understanding to mobilize the assemblies of God in, in uh, agriculture, not quite long after that, eight families, eight families were sent to different parts of Africa, and even a couple are in Romania today as missionaries. So the French church is responding to missions uh, more passionately than the English church. And that is amazing. And I also see that the French church will help largely, you know, to be able to also stop the tide of Islam uh, in, in that part of the world. Mm. Yes. Um, So this is, a little I can share about um, uh, the state of Christianity in 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 our evangelization. Yes, I'm saying that um, when it comes to mission sending, yeah, uh, the church in Ghana has not done much. Has not done much, and so my drive for mobilizing the church in Ghana is also to see. That um, we become a sending nation. Presently, that is about 30,000 Christians mobilized. That some are trained and sent as missionaries, some become um, um, intercessors praying for missions, some become uh, senders giving for missions. And so, this opens up um, a big avenue for mission mobilization so that a church in Ghana by 2040 uh, will become a missionary church, um, not only in Ghana, but also linking it up to West Africa. So mm-hmm. I, it is my prayer that God will help me and many other mobilizers that through my leadership. We have wonderful mobilizers from different churches, ICGC, Assemblies of God, um, um, Global, so many other strategic churches who have done Carlos' course and they have journeyed, you know, to become facilitators, head facilitators, and they understand mobilization seriously. And so as a team, uh, we are poised to mobilize the church, not only in Ghana, but in West Africa, so that by 20 years from now, we want to see missionary churches, you know, yeah, develop so that we can become ascending nations across the globe.
1: Wow, that's very exciting and it's very ambitious and, and it's a long-term plan. It's not just like 2-3 yes. years, but we're talking about 10-20 years. No! Yeah, and, and how... No. Do- so, so just, following, just following what you said, how do you envision that uh, the future of African missions, uh, you know, especially involved with the, the global um, uh, mission bodies?
0: Wow, that's a very, that's a very important question. Um, from my end, I think that one, we have to be intentional about discipling the current youth, the youth. The youth um, today, we need to uh, intentionally disciple them. And we cannot overemphasize emphasize mobilization also of the youth. We need to change the worldview of the youth, Christian youth today in Africa. And because I believe that, um, it is Africa that is going to finish the task. <laughs> if we have to finish the task, the church in Africa will play a major role. So I am proposing three things that I believe that if the church in Africa will get underway, we'll be able to fulfill our God-given calling. And like I said earlier, one is intentionally, discipling the youth. Mm. And because the youth are also getting into the marketplace, um, missions is not going to be traditional as it used to be. Mm. So we have to disciple the youth of today who are getting to every sphere of society to have um, the world Christian movement as, as, as a worldview that Christianity is not static, Christianity is a movement. And so it should not stop with them. It has to flow, okay? It has to flow. The the, the mission of mercy have to flow from them to every sphere where they find themselves. That is number one. Number two, we need to do, we need to look at research from Africa perspective. Most of the resources that uh, we've been using have come from the West and the Europe. And I think that Africa, we need to look at our own research to be able to tell our own story, all right? Because there's so much that is going on with us that we are not able to bring our story. The church in Africa ha- is, has to tell his own story, all right? so that the generations that have come to meet us today will appreciate what God have done because the church in Africa is blessed, is blessed with faith, is blessed with gifts, all right? We are resilient, we we Mm -hmm. understand power, we understand the supernatural. And I think the church in Africa has a lot of resources, a lot of resources when it comes to money, when it comes to, you know, intellectuals, when it comes to skill. So we cannot say that we will not be able to finish the tax. The church in Africa is growing than any part of the world, you get it. So if we can do intentional discipleship of the youth, if we can get get research underway to be able to tell our own stories, and to focus and target that the church in Africa become a missionary church, then I tell you, no time we will be able to finish this task because God started with Africa and God is going to finish with Africa. The Savior came to Africa for for rescue. (laughs) And so (laughs) I believe that The continent of Africa is very, very strategic when it comes to missions. And so uh, we need to mobilize the church in Mm -hmm. Africa to have the worldview change to understand that we have a very important place in in the program of God when it comes to finishing his mission, his global harvest. And so that um, the church is and successful.
1: Yeah, a lot to be very hopeful. I, I mean, our time is coming to a close. I just want to ask you one last question. So how can do, how do you, you see, see uh, you know, <clears throat> we can we can work together, you know, uh, from the different parts of the majority world and, you know, uh, the, the West and also the, the you, know, you know, the upcoming emerging churches around the world. And how can we mm. work together? We're talking about you know <laughs> radical collaboration. We're talking about yes, yes. It's not just uh, you know you're better than me or I'm better than you. It's mm. oh, we're all mm. God's people and how can we work together and the importance of uh, working together.
0: Thank you, thank you. One of the one of the core value um, of simply mobilizing, which we hold so dear, is teamwork. Is teamwork. And I have observed over the years in my mobilization efforts that teamwork has always played a very strategic um, um, place in success because uh, it is teamwork that makes the dream work. Um, God has uh, resourced and blessed the in a very unique way when it, when it comes to ideas, get the work done, all right? So I believe that uh, this is the time that the ch- globally have to team up together. And when we see what has happened with uh, COVID-19, you know, shutting down, travels and all that, you see how we are able to connect online and uh, that gave opportunity to know what other people know, okay, far, Australia, New Zealand, Thailand, China, Korea, across the globe. And it is so, it is so wonderful. And as I see it, I say, wow, God is at it again, all right? Mm-hmm so we have never connected more than like this time you know this time have shown that if we connect we will be able to get the work done so we need to work together we have to emphasize collaboration radical collaboration and that will help us to mobilize the check globally and to get the work done to finish the task so i think and i agree with you we have to come together. We have to partner, collaborate, and work together.
1: Thank you very much, Pastor Daniel Apia, all the way from Ghana, uh, our special guest today. Uh, thank you for coming and spending time with us. Uh, and, and Daniel is also one of the uh, ELT uh, uh, long-term members. Uh, you know, we have been colleagues and working and serving together in this network for a number of years. Very uh, very nice to have you and God bless your journey and hopefully we can see each other very soon, face to face. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful.